I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today uh, from the first United Bank studio. It's you until 6 o'clock. We'll have Lady Raider basketball. Uh, that coverage starting at 5.30 on 107.7 Yes FM season opener for the Lady Raiders. Um Tip off at 6 there at the USA. That's pretty exciting. High school fans on tonight, 7 o'clock on 100.7 The Score, featuring coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High. Of course, uh, Red Raider basketball getting started tomorrow um, against Texas A&M Commerce with a 7 o'clock tip off, 6 o'clock pregame here on Double T 97.3. We'd love to hear what you have to say today. Uh, your thoughts, your comments, your gripes, concerns, hopes, dreams, uh, dinner plans, <laughs> all welcome and encouraged on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. Gus, how you going? I am doing okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. I am, uh, you know, typically when I, when we come into the studio um, and start setting up for our program after our extensive uh, production meetings um, to kind of map out the program, the show. What do you? What's that for? Well, do you, did oh, sorry, you, that was an accident. Uh, okay. I'm just you know clicking on stuff back here. Yeah. Um, I always like pulling up the uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line to kind of see what other programs we're talking about, get the pulse of the listeners. And I don't know what uh, I don't know the context of this comment. I'd love to know more if someone has some more information. Uh, but all it read was this, quote, if that kid comes to tech, I will eat a plate of my own poop. Somebody asked if uh, what the chances are of Aliyah Chavez oh. coming to tech were. Dang. Either that or I have forgotten a segment probably, in our show that we went safe, over. Probably pretty safe, I guess, based on what little I know. But uh, I don't know that I would... I don't know that I would kind of go that far with the stakes for any bet, you know? No. that's uh... Because there's no plate small enough to make that acceptable. <laughs> you know? Even it's just like a little for your... It's the brown eye. <laughs> for your lo- a little Like saucer. a little Barbie-sized plate? Yeah, a little Still saucer. not good. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. No, we'll just get the, the fine china from uh, right. Barbie's Dream House. How about that? Nope. Ooh, Ooh asparagus. Nope, nope, nope. Mm. And uh, that was a... Uh, that was a spoken comment, or was it a text to a show? It was a text into, uh, I guess, maybe Clint's show, or yes. the bottom line. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, both. It is the bottom line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know it took a second to grab the name, but this in the chat line, someone says, "I'm disappointed that Tech basketball didn't have an autograph night." Kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. Start of the season. It's true. Um, I know. I don't. Uh, I'm just trying to think if I missed it. But if a texter's asking that question, maybe it didn't happen. 
Yeah, college basketball is in full swing. I mean, uh, there were games last night. Um, there, uh, there are games tonight. And uh, obviously, with uh, with Texas Tech getting involved, there are games tomorrow night. Uh, in the Big 12, we have some scores to discuss. Uh, Kansas beat North Carolina Central by a bunch. Uh, Houston beat ULM by a lot. Texas beat Incarnate Word by a lot. Uh, USC beat Kansas State. That game was in Las Vegas. Um, and USC is ranked 21st in the country. Uh, but K-State lost by 13. Uh, West Virginia beat Missouri State by eight in Morgantown. Oklahoma beat Central Michigan by a lot. UCF beat Florida International by a lot. Iowa State won by a lot. Uh, Abilene Christian beat Oklahoma State. Kind of thumped them. In Stillwater. Yeah. 64-59. How do we feel about that? Well, it's not a good look for the conference, but if you just like the thought of somebody else being filled with angst, then... Go for it. I mean, those kind of things don't help later on uh, when we talk about a conference RPI or whatever, but right. it's too a little too soon to worry about all that kind of stuff. Right now, you can just, uh, you know, if, if you want to just uh, revel in their uh, disappointment. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, yeah, get after it. Heck yeah, yeah, rebound numbers even. You would think that uh, a Power 5 program like Oklahoma State would have a bit of an advantage on the boards over Abilene Christian, right? Not so not so fast. Both teams with 35 boards. And that's already an undersized Abilene Christian team, but especially compared to Oklahoma State. It right. wasn't just massive, but as a Big 12 team, they are much bigger than ACU. And, you know, neither team shot it especially well from three. So this is not some instance of, and we've seen this before, of you know some some kid getting super hot from beyond the arc and just drilling eight threes, um, very uncharacteristically. I mean, ACU made five of eighteen, OSU five of twenty three. So neither team was really just like filling it up. Um, yeah, that's it, it. Just seems like ACU just kind of beat them straight up. Yeah, um, I was wondering about this. We talked about this at lunch and uh, um, who who their new head coach is. It, it, I say new. But it's not Joe Golding, obviously, because he left for UTEP. And what I'm reading is that he left uh, three years ago, or this would be his. Yeah, be yeah. This would be his third year at UTEP. His uh, replacement there at ACU, Brett Tanner, who was a longtime assistant for Golding at ACU. So a guy who was promoted from within, and uh, I would think that was a pretty big win. Fun fact: my parents originally were going to name me Tanner. I'll be darned. Yep. And it was uh, it was so official that that was the plan going into the hospital. And then when the nurses asked uh, my mother, hey, what are you going to name your son? She said Tanner. And then they all had weird looks on their face. Like, oh, Tanner, really? And then they pivoted to Aaron. Wow. And Tanner kind of became a, more, a common name later on. Interesting. Yeah, because Aaron is very unique. What's in the Bible? Uh, <laughs> this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Brian. I'm one guy, one him. plate. I don't understand the reference. Gonna name him Seymour. Like the is that on the poop on the plate thing? Yeah. Mm. Nope. More tech talk next.
It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Would love to hear what you have to say on the H Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. We get this on the chat line. Yeah, how about those fighting Buffaloes knocking off the reigning champs? Angel Reese is so overrated. And, and not just beat them. Like, kind of whooped them. And that was a team tech beat here last year in overtime, Lady Raiders. Colorado? I think that's right. Like in the little tournament classic thing. Uh, yeah, by a point or so, maybe a big comeback remember exactly but uh i remember it being one of the better wins on their resume last year so think about that team putting it on lsu defending champs and uh they got way more than angel reese going on there but yeah i would imagine uh kim mulkey has probably got just what she was looking for there in terms of a uh you know a roster that was probably been patted on the back for (laughs) how many months and uh she, she, you know, if I had to guess, that narrative had to do with uh, you. You, li- you listening now? You all ready to get started? You know, but I, I think this is good. Yeah, sure. I think it's good for women's basketball, like broadly, mm-hmm. because. And I don't listen. I, I don't know the ins and outs of the LSU women's basketball roster. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not. But what, what I'm saying is that it seems like for so long, you would have these programs, you know, Tennessee or. UConn or South Carolina that that kind of go on these runs, these multi-year runs, and really just no one can stop them. And maybe it's because they have one or two just like transcendent players, um, you know, along with great coaches, along with a very good supporting cast, along with good home court advantages, all that stuff. Um, and it seemed like maybe LSU was kind of setting up to be on one of those same runs. And who knows? They might win out for all we know. Um, but for there to be a bit more parity, and not just like, okay, Stanford's also pretty good. Yeah, Notre Dame. And Mississippi State's <laughs> yeah, also sure. pretty But like, for a Colorado, which, you know, if, if you don't pay attention to lady or women's basketball, you probably don't know this, and I didn't know this until yesterday, but they're not some kind of like perennial plucky team. I mean, they, they went, I think, a decade or two without even making the tournament up until recently. And so they're kind of on the upswing and and clearly not on the same level of LSU in terms of national recognition, prestige, on-paper talent, and all that stuff. And still, they went out there and just yeah. just beat them up. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a that's a that's a, a, a good way to say that, that, that a little parody in that uh, sport's probably not the worst thing. And, and uh, you know, there may be some just evolution to their game in terms of more more – teams getting supported well and who knows the you know nil may be factoring in in a way that uh is moving some talent around and balancing some things but yeah well but on the other side of that though like lsu it's interesting with their game one loss because yes defending champion but then in your own transfer class you had a haley van lith who was one of the top transfers uh in the country from louisville Mm -hmm. and you were just got better so it's funny on the other side of that where they were already a winner benefiting and then still drop sure. game one with, 
you know, I assume if you're a, a women's college basketball fan and you were tuning into that only, that's probably the game you were watching or, you know, probably had a lot of eyeballs comparatively uh, in the sport. And, boy, you uh, drop it to Colorado, who I know is ranked 20th, but as you mentioned, like, that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a loss, though. First uh, defending champ to lose their opener the next season in women's basketball since 1995. Wow, UConn. How about that? That's uh, that, that's a long time, man. Uh, yeah, you know, Coach Hayes used to say something that I think about it all the time, and it's probably more of a of a uh, confirmation thing, confirmation bias than anything else. But he used to talk about McDonald's. Well, that too, which was genius. Um, uh, but the uh, there's a McDonald's right there. Early season, early season stuff, like the first weekend. He he would talk about you know some guy, some teams, you know, new guys. Let's see, he's saying guys, but new new players. Everybody's trying to impress everybody else. And, you know, some, sometimes those early games get way out of kilter because, you know, people are trying to do too much and be too perfect and all that words. Once they, once they kind of settle in, you, they can kind of see who they are. And it's, it's, it's why everybody's antsy early in the season. And, uh, you know, that, and again, I, I didn't watch a, a, a second of that game last night, but couldn't you see where, a game like that would have been right for an LSU to have Angel Reese might be trying to do a little too much. Van Lith might be trying to do a little too much. You know what I mean? Like everybody's trying to impress everybody else and, and uh, you know, go out and be dominant and do all those things. And then they sort of get out of their own process and then they start pressing and the thing falls apart. And here we are. But what, uh, as you said, it, it's, it's good. It's good that it happened in the sport. And it's even better that it didn't happen, you know, just one blue blood beating another blue blood and an upset. And we go, oh, first time since 95. No, this is, uh, you know, this is just a, a decent program beating the national, defending national champ. And again, that old Kim Mulkey and her pleather outfit was just a delight today at practice. Oh, I bet you were rough. I bet yeah, she, she called, gets You didn't it. name any names as far as I saw, but. She broadly kind of questioned, um, like, toughness. Yeah. Ooh, that's just what you want to hear on day one. Like, oh, hey, see you all tomorrow at practice mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock. I bet the pre, pre-practice chit-chat was a little somber and quiet, and then uh, practice is uh, probably a little pretty focused, and, and I wouldn't want to be their next opponent. Who is? Uh, it's probably some like yeah, Nicholas Louisiana State Lafayette or, or yeah, yep, regional U. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Mississippi Valley. Oh, well. Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, how about that? It's on Sunday. We're fighting Jerry Rice's. Oh yeah, how about that? Yeah. Terrible logo. It's just a big V with a smaller S. It's green. Like, huh? Interesting. No, uh, no personality. This in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Mulkey is losing her mind for losing a game. The season is over. Obviously, not a tournament team. Cancel the <laughs> season. It's done. LOL. Who freaking cares? Actually, I think if you were listening, uh, Gus was saying this is kind of what I'm sure she was kind of salivating over this because oh, it was yeah. coaching opportunity. 
I would think so. You got like, do I have your attention yet? Sam says this in the EH Flooring Center chat line. Uh, man, our boy Terrence Steele had a rough game Sunday, but it's crazy to think that he tore his ACL last December and started week one. Yeah, I agree. That's a, uh, seems like a quick turnaround. Sure does. And he did, they did get worked over. That, I think that Eagles front is no uh, laughing matter. Old Bosa was flying around last night for the Chargers. Good grief. Felt like he was in Zach Wilson's lap all night. Yeah, he had one play where they'd stunned it and did a twist, and he he steps inside, and the, the guard sees him, picks him up, but he had drifted back just a little bit, and the guard's on him, and Bosa just reaches out and gets like under the pads of Wilson, and the guard's kind of taken – you know, guards kind of yeah. taking. I mean, the guards in control of Bosa. I shouldn't say in control, but he's got Bosa blocked. But Bosa's got a hold of the deal, and then all three of them just go down. Like what a sack that was, because it was just like, you know, he just reached out and got a handful of shoulder pad and took all three of them down. Like Bosa was a beast last night. More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction t-minus about 51 hours before cheese weenies at the dickens casa this week so 51 hours too so so late Thursday. Thursday evening after the show. Wow. Yeah. You're going to prep them and eat them or just prep them for the weekend? No, I I would prep them and eat them. Okay. I don't know if that had a, like a prep no. thing. and then I mean, like, it, they can add up on you pretty quick because it makes a decent amount. Yeah. Because it's got six hot dog wieners in there plus some so other stuff. Four for and Clint got, and two for everybody else. And then you've got the, the saltine crackers that are, that are smashed. Um, a lot of volume. A lot of volume. Yeah. And what's so, your, what's your smashing technique? Big stick. So no, for for the bowl that I will eat, okay. For like bonus kid, I just use a fork and just you know, blah 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 blah. But for mine, I stack them in the middle of the bowl, usually about six to eight, and then just press down with my fist, kind of like one of those like hydraulic press machines. Nice. And then I just kind of grind it. Again, with my fists, I wash my hands beforehand, obviously, of to where they're very like small pieces. And you, then you then you dump the then you then label. Then you serve the, over. Oh yes. wow! It's served over wow. a bed of crushed saltines, and really the the fineness of those saltines that are crushed is really just kind of like uh, you know dealer's choice. Some people like more jagged, sure. solid. Yeah you know bigger pieces yeah like a uh i could see that you think the same thing for like a a chili or a soup or something do you do this in an open-toed shoe or do you do you i mean are you going full aaron dickens mode on this no, i'm usually barefoot foot at the house by right? then probably yes. shirt off just just uh, uh i mean i don't know that i, I would probably wear a shirt to cook back you know, hair glistening in, in the sun some of the, <laughs> some of the the melted velveta concoction kind of you know bubbled up i wouldn't want to yeah you wouldn't want to get a hot ember that would be uh very uncomfortable but you're not 
reverting to a oh, closed-toed shoe for no. safety. Although maybe on Friday when we're out of the John Walker soccer complex with a high of 58. We will get to see Aaron Dick. Well, actually, I'll do. I'll say it this way. I'll get to do a broadcast with you in which I won't see your clank cankle. Is that right? I mean, maybe if you keep like taunting me like that, maybe I just might. <laughs> oh wow! Because <laughs> I mean, fifty-eight's not bad. No, not not for. Yeah, he might have a hoodie on, but open-toed yeah. shoe. Um, the the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, and I don't even know if that's like the best term for that. I don't know. The the Michigan rogue assistant scandal <laughs> um, keeps on getting weirder. Um, there is now reporting from reputable outlets not just like you know MGO blog or whatever that uh, other programs in the Big Ten had stolen cracked whatever Michigan's signals and had distributed that information around the league to their opponents so much so, this reporting has advanced, so much so that now the uh, the Big Ten commissioner was informed today, Tony um, Pettity, I guess, he was informed today that the two programs, the two programs that fed Purdue Michigan's signals before the 2022 Big Ten title game were Ohio State, not a huge surprise. I mean, Ohio State has an axe to grind against Michigan always. Sure. And Rutgers. Wow. And remember, that was the clip from earlier this year that Shiano went, something's going on over there, like in his post-game comments. I think that's right. I think it was this year. That that I've seen that clip. I don't know what that, year that was. Okay, may not have been this year. Um, But, yeah, they uh, – Yeah, like he was he was calling for it at that point. It was one of those moments where you go back and you watch it and you go, oh, this uh, has a little weight to it. So it, it, this doesn't do anything to diminish what Michigan or at least Connor Stallions is accused of, but it certainly muddies the water and makes it a lot more complicated for the Big Ten. I agree. And, and AD, I, I'm not making this comp to poke at you, but with the Astros thing, I'm, I'm legit not. But remember that as America's team, yeah, true. The that the, the deeper that thing went, the more you know, because the Red Sox ended up getting implicated, and some of those, you sure. know, there there was other stuff in a way that uh, s- sort of muddied it a little. And uh, you know, the the idea of immunity for the Astros, and they came clean, and and that was when the like, there's no immunity if this gets caught from this point forward, and it seems to have gone away just around the league. Because those rumors were ablaze, and I'm sure that it was easy just morally for people to go, you know, on one hand, hey, we're not doing that, and then like, hey, if those jack wagons are doing this, we're doing it too, you know, like you know, sort of a we're not we're not going to play to a disadvantage, and and well, I don't and even I'm, know with the Astros it was like that because it was all kind of incestuous. True. Right, because I mean, Alex Cora came from the Astros, so true. I don't know that it was much about him. Like, oh, screw those guys! Like, we're gonna. It was much. Hey, hey, guess what we did that worked? Right. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. Sure. And 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 what we don't really know is, and then the Yankees did it, and then the so and so. But I th- I think there was a point at which my you know, theory. You want my theory? Manfred went no more. Yep. My theory is that Carlos Beltran, when he got to the Astros, 
before the 2017 season or whatever it was, um, was like, hey, guys, you guys are behind on this. Like, this is what we do. And then they just took it too far. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, and then Cora took it to the Red Sox. It's plausible. Yeah. That's my... That's my Chuck Hines uh, level conspiracy. Theory. There's no doubt that that you know Beltran was sort of pointed at with the uh, not only in the in the the way it went down, but in the like in that PBS documentary that we talked about a month or, month or so ago, and it cost him a. I mean, he was going to be the Mets manager, mm-hmm. you know, pre pre COVID. I mean, going back a couple of years, but I mean, he was he was hired, and then ah, nope. And and the and, the interesting. I mean, it's a it's a good comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what would be interesting is to um, see a universe where that news comes out in season, right? Yeah. That, that Mike Fires discovers his conscious, not well after receiving his World Series ring and getting another contract with another team, but you know yeah. when he's participating in yeah, sure. this and benefiting from this. Good point. Uh, if he would have talked then. Because, um, th- again, that would have put the commissioner in a, in a pretty tricky spot. I, I don't think it would be as tricky as with uh, with Michigan because um, it, was, it was certainly more widespread with the Astros, not as confined to one potential rogue staffer, but still. Yeah. That's interesting. Because, like, imagine and, and flip it, right? What if what if everything about Connor Stallions is true and it happened the exact same way, but we don't find out about it until two years from now? Yeah. Especially if it, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, because the you know another another little comp, and and these aren't perfect analogies, but they're they're something relatively recent and something that. W- you know, a lot of us are familiar with it, and so it's easy to sort of go, "Oh yeah," but the, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that that's it. We're good. Interesting. Did you just want to hear sticks? I did. Yeah, I went and saw them in Odessa about four years ago on my birthday, and it was better than I thought it'd be. Yeah, on Saturday night. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. I'd love to hear what you have to say on the 8th Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Gus, you and I were talking during the break, and we're talking about this Connor Stallions deal at Michigan. And um, I, I thought you made an interesting point about how the what the triangle of yeah the triangle crime of fraud or, yeah. fraud yeah one of the one of the corners is opportunity yeah. right and so um, your your hypothesis is that Connor Sellins didn't start out planning on making this kind of big large operation he just kind of stumbled into it and then it grew from there is, um, that, is that generally it. Yeah, that that you know, not not that he, yeah, it could have been you know, like there could have been a game in which he saw some signs and and maybe you know on on some game film and picked them and went hey, you know, and then and then actually went out and tried it once and it worked really well, you know, and they give up a hundred yards to somebody whatever, and then over time, 
it became a little bit easier morally uh, because my, and, and I'm working off the whole the premise of you know why don't you just save all of that for Michigan State and Ohio State or something it doesn't make it any better but you're you're not hitting it at such a high volume that it tips you off the triangle of fraud pressure on one side opportunity rationalization and they sort of that's the but the yeah so so what what the first time whether you set out to like hey I'm going to go film them and steal their signs but it, it might have it might have come about sort of organically like hey I've picked up something and then you get away with it and then you're going no this is uh this is going to work just fine and you start to be okay with it yourself and then it sort of fuels the further opportunity because I mean once you do that once and it's it's successful I, I would imagine that even if your intention at the beginning was not to, like you said, do it for every game and hey, I'll just do this for Ohio State, sure, you know, whatever it is. Once, once you see that in action, and and he understands how, you know, consequence free it was. How how do you go back, right? Like how do you go back from that to going? Oh, I don't, I don't know what they're calling, Coach. I, I have, I mean. That has to be a, a um, I don't know, a high almost. Yeah. That he just chased, well, just kept on chasing. Because I don't, I mean, how, how do you, how do you know everything that Ohio State is going to go do, and then turn back around and be clueless against right. Central Michigan? Yeah. You know, that that would seem very difficult to do, and that would seem like that that would fit the the the. Triangle of fraud. I'm saying that right. Yeah, the fraud triangle that would sort of fit the uh, the rationalization, you know, justification of dishonest actions. Like, eh, you know, that was easy. I can do that, and it's going to serve us well. And Ohio State was cheating when they recruited old Joe Blow. Anyway, you know, like it mm-hmm. starts to. I like to, things with shapes. Yeah, it's kind of an easy way to look at it too, because it the triangles got like it a then b then c and then back to a and then b like it's it it fuels itself like the the trapezoid of cheating is that right is that are you making that up no or? i think we're just we're putting our heads together and, oh, and making okay, that up it. for sure yeah the 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 dickens gustafson uh trapezoid of cheating yeah theory yeah i, like well, I mean we can we can throw Clint in there too. I'll I'll make the shirts with my T-shirt stand. Uh, this on the chat line. Uh, what is the story behind cheese weenies? Because that sounds unappealing. No, I mean you must have missed her because it, it's definitely appealing. They've both tried it. They liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the origin. Um, I got the recipe from my father. I think it was on like the back of a Velveeta box. When he was a kid, um, or at least a teenager, so sometime in the seventies, but I I have not been able to find it online anywhere. I've searched. It does so. sound like the perfect box type recipe. Oh yeah, but yeah, you'd think that it would have gotten replicated somewhere online, somebody somewhere. But I mean, as far as I know, we I could be the only person still making cheese weenies. You're like a a Velveeta unicorn. Because it's like a Velveeta well, like, and a macaroni noodle, or what's the noodle? Does no noodle. 
Really? So it's, I thought you had a little. I uh, thought you had a little, uh, like a pasta noodle in no. there. No, yeah, that would have been disgusting. the soggy, broken down crackers. Did you uh, say that's disgusting yeah. to a noodle? And so we're just talking about hot dogs floating in cheese, and I have had well, this served over. Well, floating would say that like the consistency of the Velveeta isn't like really holding it down. What do you mean? Well, it's a pretty thick substance. So I wouldn't say they're like floating in yeah, there. Yeah, no. I, I mean, you thin it out some with milk and with ketchup, right? But you're right. It's not just, it's not like a watery consistency. I'll say I have tried it. I'm so- it was better than I thought it would be. I would, but when you start describing it and we start saying things like, yeah, you thin it out with ketchup and milk, the more I think about it, the more I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I really am after tasting it. I really did have it in my head that there was like a, it was a it was a macaroni based or a a pasta based dish. I don't know where it was I, just how the I crumbled that. soggy crackers that have pasted themselves into a noodle like consistency. <laughs> but also, there, there, there is a certain thickness to it. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you're saying, it's not a it's not a uh, it's a hearty I mean, it's, meal. It it is. It's like great snack. It's like oh lord. It's like it's like queso with hot dogs in it. Yeah, I mean, essentially, hot dog queso wheat straight. Uh, uh-huh. This mm-hmm. on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, thought Gus tried it. How did he forget there were no noodles? I don't know. I, I tend to believe missed, that it was uh, so good that he blacked out. It sounds like a forgettable dish. I'm going to go the other direction. Oh, I, it's definitely <laughs> not forgettable. Uh, LVK Realtor Twenty Three Cheese Weenie sounds like a great snack. Well put. I. Uh, Bonus kid really likes it, um, but I don't know if there will be any left when he gets back. <laughs> You're eating the whole so, gallon jug of it. So what's the move? Are you, do you like tell him like I made it, or is it like he's gonna freak out if he knows there were cheese? No, I mean, he's not gonna like yeah freak out. I mean, but he he'll eat it for sure, and and he'll go back for seconds. So that's that's how I know he's not just kind of humoring me. I will say it feels like a like a great nostalgic meal. Like I think. Gus and I probably both would have been more impressed had we, you know, tried it as a child and grew up on it. Because then we all kind of have those dishes. Like when we explain it, doesn't really sound that good, but it was good to you as a kid. And like now quad it's... wings. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah dang. Bobby Hot Dogs has Jamie tried cheese weenies. If so, what were his thoughts? I might save him some. Seems yeah. seems right up his alley. I don't know I what what so. there is about it. He wouldn't like. It. Well, it's not a cheeseburger, and it's he's you know adventurous. A, he's got a fairly bland palate, but. I think that's right up his alley. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. For joining you today until 6 o'clock, we would very much enjoy hearing from you today. Let us know what you think on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Someone says this, I just threw up a little in my mouth with this cheese weenie talk. Uh, someone else, if the recipe was in the back of a mac and cheese box, would think there would have been ma- macaroni in it, but don't have to follow the recipes exactly. So yeah. the recipe that I have for cheese weenies, I don't follow precisely. It calls for green onions as well, or I'm sorry, green peppers as well. I don't do that. But it came from a Velveeta box, right? It didn't come from a macaroni box. My assumption is Velveeta box. Yeah, my, that was my fault for interjecting the uh, Mac in there. 
Get uh, your Mac out of here. Seems seems delightful though. Seems like it couldn't go wrong. I like that you keep on saying seems like when you've had it. Mac and cheese with a hot dog in it. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> having fun with the recipes. Oh, we did. Is. We were trying to help help AD yeah, gussy we it up a little bit, but he didn't want to fancify it. Oh. No. Yeah. You he don't want to. Throw some green chilies in there. Th- that would some be like Andouille. we we don't sit here and go over how you could kind of gussy up quad wings. Well, it kind of is what it is you, at that point. Well, you could get uh, some kielbasa or some, you know, this or that. I'm sorry, I offended you by saying uh, different no, possibility like some, with some your recipes cheese. Are you are very perfect. protective with your cheese weenies. Some recipes are perfect the way that they are. I would say aggressive, actually, about your <laughs> and cheese not weenies. that cheese weenies <laughs> is obviously not the, the you know the best thing ever. I'm just saying it's perfect the way that it is. It's the beefaroni of the Velveeta world. I'm gonna hit you. Um, college football playoff rankings revealed tonight. Kind of pointless, not the final rankings. Kind of just uh, a pageant, essentially. Um, the top eight teams all won. Ohio State was ranked number one last week. Georgia was ranked number two. Any reason to think that this week's rankings will be any different? Say the first one again. Georgia was two. Who was one? Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State was one through four last week. Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama were the next four. Oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be one of those, a curiosity about Alabama beating LSU the way they did and Texas maybe struggling at home with K-State, but I don't know that they jump them because of that because – in the end, the the pollster, the committee person is going to go, oh, this team beat that team. But it feels like that Alabama team is playing a lot better than they were early this year. I mean, because let's face it, early this year they were they were playing musical quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. now they seem to have landed on on Milrow and some, some sense of an identity. How about this? So last week Kansas was ranked in the college football playoff rankings. They checked in at number 21. That means that since the college football playoff has been a thing, so for almost a decade now, all but five Power 5 programs have been included in at least one of their 1 through 25 rankings. Not not the right. final rankings, right. Just but at even some their, point. their weekly rankings. Yeah, I know one of those. Texas yeah. Tech is one of them. Uh, yep. Cal, Maryland, Rutgers, Texas Tech, and Vanderbilt. It really speaks That's to That's just the, disgusting. Yeah, it speaks to the last decade or so, doesn't it? Painful. It's just gross. It's just gross. And I'm sure Maryland feels the same way. I don't I don't know that Rutgers uh or Vanderbilt or Cal are really you know, surprised or bothered by that. I would have thought maybe one of Shiano's years was Got them in there, but that might have been did Shiano's first first time yeah, around. Did that predate? Oh yeah. yeah, I think he was gone by like oh nine. Yeah, something like that. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from LBK Realtor twenty three. Velveeta and crackers equals great meal. 
Velveeta and chips equals snack. Well, it's not just Velveeta, right? It's hot dogs, flour, milk, diced onions. Well, nachos ketchup. aren't always just chips and cheese. I mean, there's Is toppings. Is there any, any ketchup protein. in nachos? No? Okay. I hope Snack. not. Snack. You are getting your nachos from the wrong place, sir, <laughs> if they're putting ketchup on it. Welcome to Jamie's Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that streak ends. It won't It won't end this year, obviously, uh, at 4 and 5, but I, I hope that ends next year. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm, I, I'm tired of tech being on lists like that. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yep. And And now you're... You're partially saved because you've added, uh, or you will add, eight teams to the conference in the span of two, like two years or so. Uh, but as things sit right now, man, like there aren't very many Big Twelve teams that haven't played for a conference championship at least one time. Yeah, that's not a good not point. just necessarily win it, but at sure. least play for it. Yeah, I think I think Kansas, West Virginia, and Tech are the only three that haven't, and obviously West Virginia is fairly new. Yeah. Kansas and Tech being little legacy programs. Kansas came close in 07. I guess technically yeah, they're still close in 08. Sure. Yeah. Um, and in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, they, they, if they would have beat Oklahoma, they would have played in the conference championship game. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Bobby Hot Dogs. When I was poor and in college, I'd mix a box of Velveeta shells, a can of chili, no beans, because beans and chili are for uncultured savages, and some sliced up smoked sausage together. It was kind of a meal like, I'm sorry, it was kind of a meal version of 80s cheese weenies. That sounds fine. Say the thing, a box of shell? Box of Velveeta shells. Okay. So it's like, Box macaroni and cheese. And you know what? That might be what I was thinking of. I'm trying to think of how I revised what I ate that you served. And and that may be what I'm thinking of. That may be what I have in my mind that I've revised over the months. Bobby Hot Dog sounds like a Velveeta version of like Skyline Chili. Well, when I was younger, not like a kid, but when I was kind of fresh out of school and living by myself, I do uh, I do ramen noodles, no flavor pack, can of Hormel chili, no beans, et cetera, et cetera, and then a bunch of shredded cheese. Which isn't far off yeah, from no, the Skyline yeah. chili there. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.